Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,429. Today, the other half of the brand fatigue conversation as it relates to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So today we're going to talk about the other aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the way that it differs from the Star Wars movies right now that plays into the whole brand fatigue idea that we've been talking about here on the show. And this is not an aspect of the MCU that has been offered up in comparison to Star Wars, but I think it is worth paying attention to because... Again, if you're going to talk about the idea that you can have multiple Marvel movies in the space of a year and people don't get tired of them, well, why can't Star Wars do the same thing? And so we talked about the scheduling of how the universe is kicked off and that sort of thing yesterday. And so do check that out if you want to dive more into that aspect of things. But this particular aspect hasn't been talked about and I think it is especially relevant and it has to do with the end credits scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So let's take a quick stroll back to May of 2008 when the first Iron Man movie came out. The end credits little scene involved Sam Jackson showing up as Nick Fury and talking to Robert Downey Jr. about an Avengers initiative. So already they're starting to hint at a larger universe beyond the movie that we just saw. And the fact that they're talking about an Avengers initiative, well, the Avengers movie didn't come out until May of 2012, four years after the original Iron Man, four years after that end credit scene. So they had four years of building up interest and excitement and drama about the fact that there was going to be a full-on Avengers movie that would be a full team movie and have a ton of people in it. So not the case with Solo A Star Wars Story, right? Although I think that if they had used that scene, and you know what scene I'm talking about if you've seen the movie or you've read the spoilers about the movie, if you haven't seen Solo yet in theaters and you don't want this spoiled for you, well, I'm not going to say it on this episode. I've talked about it earlier in the week, so if you want to check out one of those episodes, then by all means, please do. But for anybody listening who hasn't seen Solo yet and doesn't want it spoiled, then we'll just say, look, that cameo, and when you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, if Lucasfilm had taken that scene and cut it out of the movie and instead dumped it at the end of the movie after the credits... Well then, we would be talking about an entirely different situation. And I did propose the idea of a Scoundrels cinematic universe based on the existence of that scene, but I think it probably would have been a much more likely possibility if Lucasfilm had put it at the end credits. That would really telegraph it a lot harder, the idea that they intend to make more movies following in this vein and in this timeline, or this portion of the timeline. But they did not do that. And so here we are thinking that Solo is a standalone story and that there's not much else to it. So it doesn't create that sense of motivation of, wow, how does this fit into the larger picture of things? So it's really kind of comparatively equal in that case to 
the original Thor or the original Captain America movies because, I mean, yeah, Woody Harrelson has some star power and some, you know, cachet at the box office and Amelia Clark has some star power too, but, you know, it's nothing to match Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges showing up in Iron Man and Don Cheadle getting involved in Iron Man 2. Like, you know, you've got more star power in those first two Iron Man movies than you do in Solo, a Star Wars story. And so Solo is almost more akin to Thor or to Captain America, the first Avenger, because, I mean, really, Chris Evans is best known as the human torch from the previously failed version of Fantastic Four before Josh Trank got his hands on it. So it's more in line with that. And, you know, perhaps unsurprisingly, the numbers are kind of in line with it, too, except for the fact that Solo didn't get nearly as well reviewed by the critics, and so it's never a clean comparison. There are just too many factors at play, but again, the point of this is to show that you can't really compare Solo A Star Wars Story to the movies of the cinematic universe when you talk about brand fatigue because we are in a different phase of that whole life cycle for Star Wars than we are for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they are structured in a different way. All of those stories in the MCU are being structured and were structured to build upon each other and to show the interconnections with each other so that way it would lead to one big event movie and Solo was not designed to do that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we will do last Jedi trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. Last time I asked you who Poe Dameron called to complain about the fact that a resistance bomber's bay doors were not open, and that was Paige Tico, Rose's sister. And today's question for you, what does Paige do to verify that her bomb bay doors are not open? And that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your scopes go dead and you start the landing cycle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a slimy mud hole, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!